And it's time to talk about something else out of the Auditor General's report. It's time to talk about nursing and the amount of money that is being spent on nurses that are coming from agencies. I think we've got to get our heads around this. What it means, why is it happening, but essentially what we're looking at is, as I read through a part of the report here, let me let me quote some stuff. We have for a full-time nurse somewhere between $35 and $50 an hour. Out of an agency, a full-time nurse will cost $75 an hour. Now, these are perhaps averages. There are little differences going from hospital to hospital. If we are looking for a registered nurse, an agency will be charging up to $106 per hour, which is a lot more than registered nurses themselves are making. And according to the Auditor General's report, at least $170 million has been spent on agency nurses. And yet, we have a province that says we don't have enough nurses. Now, I know we can't just take that $170 million and say, okay, let's hire more nurses, because finding nurses has been a challenge. But certainly, $170 million could be used in different ways, could it not? What is happening here? Joining us to help us understand is Peter Bergmanis, who is the co-founder of the London Health Coalition, co-chair and founder of the London Health Coalition. Peter, thanks so much for being here. And greetings to you, Mike, and your listeners. Okay, I've I've just thrown some numbers out there, but we need to get our heads around this. First off, why is there a difference between someone who is a nurse who would graduate from a college or university and an agency nurse? I can't remember hearing agency nurse 30 years ago, 20 years ago, even five years ago. Yeah, well, I can tell you that they did exist. They've uh, existed for a number of decades, but uh, they weren't the bulwark of how you uh, support your entire healthcare staffing. Uh, they were there just in the uh, interim as a measure just to help out, usually. And up until recent years, we've never seen anything like the staffing crisis we have now. So agencies are private entities, almost 100%, uh, many of them owned by some of the very long-term care homes and the same operators of our uh, home care system. And they're there to do a stopgap. And uh, unlike our nurses and our permanent positions in public hospitals, they don't have a cap on their wages. So the nurses who suffered under Bill 124 in our public hospitals didn't get to see anything more than a 1% wage increase for the last four years. And as you know, the Ford government has been resisting calls to repeal that and to bring them up to what the fair rate of uh, pay would be. But meanwhile, nurses have been uh, in the agencies are those agencies are charging the moon, and they can do it. They, they have no caps, no legal requirement to limit what their requested pay is, and the profit portion of that has to be taken out as well. So the agency is getting uh, pretty well asking what it wants, knows that we're in a staffing crisis, and you either staff with some sort of experienced nurses or you don't have enough to run your department. 
Wow. Well, Peter, that says, and, and you just said there's a for-profit part. So as much as we might read in the Auditor General's report that agency nurses are making up to $106 an hour, are we to understand that not all of that is going to them, some of that is going to the agency? Oh, absolutely. And I believe the auditor even mentions it, that a portion of this goes to for-profit. So uh, it's our public dollars, still our public dollars, and they are paying and subsidizing agency staff. Why aren't we? So someone has inserted themselves, these agencies have inserted themselves as a middle person in this. We need fewer middle people, and they've inserted themselves as a middle person who is getting profit for what? For arranging where a nurse works? Yeah, and, and clearly, like, they know they have these, especially the more rural and remote communities, they know they have them over a barrel. If they don't hire them to do a temporary task, and they're able to actually call their own shifts, too. Like, think about that. That's why part of the problem is they dictate when they'll work. Meanwhile, the permanent staff are run off their feet, working day and night, and they can't dictate when they're going to go into work. They have their own family lives that they wish they could enjoy, too. And hence, there you have it. Nurses are burning out too much of a burden of workload. And if they can leave, they're leaving. And guess what? They'll go and get hired by those same agencies. Okay, well, then that's the scenario. And we're talking right now with Peter Bergmanis, who is the co-chair and founder of the London Health Coalition. So is there an avenue where something can be changed here? I want it to be railroad tracks where things are going in one track, but we need to we need to switch tracks here. Is there anything that can be done, or is this the new system? We're just waiting for all of the nurses to become agency nurses, and the province will still keep paying them, and some remote communities, some rural communities are going to, as you say, be held over a barrel over this. Well, what we do need to do is, uh, and it's been a call from the Health Coalition for quite some time, just outright ban this whole agency nursing business. Uh, let's remove also this wage suppression uh, legislation. Like, the, If we can pay three times the amount for an agency nurse to just step in and out of a role, why can't we actually pay our own nurses fairly in permanent roles, which we're desperately crying for? There isn't a hospital in this province that doesn't have vacancies for full-time nursing staff and all kinds of allied health professionals for that matter, too. And we could do that if there was a government that took the leadership role here and just said, listen, we stop with the agency nursing, we start building up our capacity and our human resources for health care and make them have relatively better working conditions than what they're having now. And you could eliminate the entire need for these stopgap agencies. Yeah. I don't I don't understand how we've well I do understand if it's going to benefit people in terms of what they're being paid and then they're not being overworked as we're seeing but this is this is taking such a sensitive area such a a necessary job and it's changing the complexion of it completely are we hearing much from the government since the auditor general's report pointed this out to the rest of us 
I think you probably already know there has been no response from the government on many of the issues brought forward by the Auditor General. And uh, I have to remind your listeners, we're, we're already the jurisdiction in this country that has the lowest per capita beds, i.e. staff beds per patient in the country. We would have to inject billions of extra dollars just to get to the national average. So it's a bit of a shame of we're the shame of the whole country here. And this government has no leadership. They're allowing emergency departments to close for lack of staff, and they're not stepping in. That's never happened, Mike. Forty years of my career, you didn't have ERs closing like they closed today. It's it's a it's a disgrace, and this government is you know part of the problem, and they've got to step up and be the leaders. They have to be. Well. We'll have to wait and see if they do respond, because right now we know from the government perspective there is no right answer, which is probably why we're hearing nothing from them. It's not like they can stand in and say, well, here's here's the thing. This has been presented. This is happening, and it's not anything that's going to make them look good, so they're not going to respond to it at all. But overall, this is this is hurting our health care system. What do we know about emergency rooms and those closures? What's the latest on that, Peter? Well, uh, even the uh, Attorney General uh, announced that there was 200 unannounced ER closures. And the Health Coalition's uh, latest report called Unprecedented and Worsening revealed that not only is there 200 unannounced ERs closures, it's actually, uh, if you include other services such as obstetrics, there was 11 199 closures of services in our public hospitals over the period of 2023. And we're not even done the year yet. We had an ER completely closed in Minden. We have had temporary closures. Some of those ERs don't even open up for more than eight hours, 10 hours a day. Uh, This is not an ER anymore. It is now a if you're lucky in urgent care, and it cannot sustain life-preserving care for any patients that are coming in in distress. And you've probably heard, you know, how you could go from one hospital to another in Perth County and not know whether the next ER is open or not. That's never happened. It's, it, it is unfounded how we can, in such a wealthy province not have the resources flowing to these communities it's it's ridiculous and it's going to fall back on the bigger centers like ours because we're overburdened at london health sciences center we have wait times there too overwhelming work for the staff and the little communities are breaking down they have to go to here we're the last stop and we have to help them Well, thank you so much for always being a voice on this, Peter. We really appreciate you doing that. Are there a lot of, right now, healthcare staff who are just taking what's being given to them? They they are working long hours. They they are feeling burnt out, but they're just doing it because this is just what the job's become? They certainly have the dedication and passion 
they were in this always for looking after their fellow human being, and it was never about the money. But if you if you don't treat them with the respect they deserve, and you know, stop glad handing and telling them that they're heroes. Meanwhile, not letting them have a raise that even matches their their cost of living. Meanwhile, you've got sky's the limit for the for-profit agencies and money, public dollars flowing into that sector, it doesn't add up. I think taxpayers should be outraged, and we are certainly going to keep the spotlight on this government, and we're going to make them work for the trust of the people and do the good things that they should be doing. Well... Peter, thank you so much again for the time. I know we'll be talking soon. Have a great night. I appreciate everything you do too, Mike. Thanks so much. That's Peter Brigmanis. He is the founder and co-chair of the London Health Coalition. So we started off talking about nurses, then got into emergency rooms and agencies. 